0: Welcome to another episode of Running on Optimism, the podcast for amateur runners or really anyone drawing inspiration from something or someone in their lives to achieve new goals. I'm Sonia Rita, and today I have the absolute honor to share my conversation with Yulati Saluti, second place winner of the Atlantic City Half Marathon Fighting Through Chronic Pain with Running. Yuladi is a breast cancer survivor and person with an ostomy, but mostly she's an inspiration to those seeking representation in running while reaching incredible running goals. I'm here with Yuladi, and just tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, and when you started running, what does your running journey look like?
1: Oh, wow. Thank you for having me. Um, It's it's an honor to be part of your podcast. So I am originally from Colombia, and I moved to New Jersey, to Northern Jersey, when I was 13. And I grew up in Northern Jersey, and um, I I guess, you know, like, I consider myself a Jersey girl, a (laughs) Colombian Jersey girl. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So um, I never, I actually always hated running. It was not my thing. I was it's just I was always out of breath every time I tried to run. I mean, I grew up in in Colombia, like I remember, I was telling my husband this, like I remember like, you know, running up and down the streets and playing soccer and stuff. I was like running, but like getting out for a run it was not my thing. Um, so I yoga was my thing actually. I was a, I've been a yogi since two thousand and eight and I was a yoga I was a yoga teacher or still a yoga teacher. Um, and that was my thing. I loved yoga and I still love it um I don't practice it as much anymore um but uh that was my thing and then my, one day during the pandemic um so quick uh, quickly not to get into a crazy story um uh, because it'll be way too long I am a ca- breast cancer survivor and then I'm an asthmate so I have a colostomy bag it's my second one um, and this one is permanent so and in between all this, I've had I've had a lot of um, besides the breast cancer, a lot of digestive issues, um, many many surgeries, and um, so like running was never something that I want I wanted to do. Um, then fast forward to now, um, yoga. I started practicing. You know, I used to practice yoga every day, multiple times a day. I taught I yoga all the time, and it started to hurt me. Like all the um, the poses in yoga that I loved, which is not what yoga is all about, which is like handstand and all the arm balances. I started just to get hurt. Like my stomach got really tight and caused me even more digestive issues. My chest got really tight and it caused me, um, you know, the double mastectomy that also caused me all the issues. So I was, I felt lost and I was like, or I kept getting sick and I keep getting, you know, hurt from yoga. Um, But this is, you know, I'm not saying yoga hurts. I'm saying this is just what happened in my personal journey. And I was really upset because yoga was my thing. And um, one day uh, during the pandemic, I kept seeing this little, our little neighbor. um, He was running around our development and he would go once and twice and three times. And I was like, I would watch him and I would tell my, my husband, I'm like, look at this little kid. I mean, he he I was I was thinking to myself he's got to be maybe 12 13 years old and he's out like running you know during the pandemic and I was really inspired by him like really that's that's what inspired me and I, I I had my last surgery in 2018 and I'm not in that I'm not in pain anymore so I was just gotten into the peloton and uh, jump roping and then watching this boy with well, my husband and I named him Frank we didn't know his name <laughs> We'd just talk about him be like Frank is going around again so one day I said to my husband I'm just gonna go ahead and do it and I started doing the same route that the boy does I started doing it and I went one, around once and around twice and then um, that's how my journey started like just I needed to get moving. I needed to get out of my house because obviously, you know, the pandemic was t- or is tough. And when we were in lockdown, mm-hmm. it was like, I need to get out and get some fresh air.
0: Yeah. So you've been running for less than two years. Then. Yes.
1: I've been running for a year. August was the year.
0: Okay. Wow. So, because I, and I don't want to fast forward just yet to what you've accomplished, especially recently, but I mean, it just seems like you're a natural. Was it, do you think that, um, all those years of yoga, is it your mental fitness? Having gone through so much? I think
1: I, I, my husband says I like to suffer <laughs> and I, and I've suffered so much. I could, I could put myself through a lot and like, you know, endure it. And I think, you know, I do, I like, I like the pain that I feel when I'm running. Um, because it, it I am a living constant constant discomfort so when I go out for a run it's a different discomfort and I welcome it mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> that makes any sense
0: absolutely it's it's a controlled discomfort you are making this happen as opposed to it happening to you yes wow that that's blowing me away so um And I feel like I can always tie in some story about my daughter in every episode, but my daughter also lives, she has a spinal cord tumor. um, So she lives in pain all the time. And I think about her future and what that chronic pain is going to do for her mental health um, and what outlets will she find to help her cope. And for a while, was yoga that for you? Oh, yes. Oh my God, yes. When, I, when I, I,
1: I, you know, I would step on my mat, I, I could just leave everything behind, you know, and it was, I was present. Um, yeah, there was also discomfort in my body, but once I would start to get to move my body, I, my physical body would just feel better. And then my, 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 my brain would feel better. And it was just a, such a connection. So yes, to me, that was what yoga did for me for such a long time. So that's, what, that's why I was so devastated to not have it be part of my life every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can totally understand that. And so with your with your digestive health issues, are those related to chemo and treatment or are they separate things?
1: No, they were separate things. They were actually my first issue. Um, and it was, uh, it was like, it wasn't anything that I was, um, born with. It was more of, it was created, you know, like I got a a test that I shouldn't gotten like a biopsy that I shouldn't gotten. And that just started my, um, my issues because then that turned into an, and, um, a, a pelvic infection and then he sat there for many years. And by the time he was discovered by um, doctors, um, well, when this whole journey started, I had no health insurance. Mm-hmm. So as you could imagine, I didn't have the best care. Um, so fast forward to like three years after all this started, I was already married to my husband and I was under covered by his insurance. So then I was able to get better doctors and they were trying to figure, you know, they figure out what was wrong. But by then it was too late for a, you know, like I, I needed an ostomy. I had a rectovaginal fistula that, you know, was trying to fixed many times. I think it was four, and um, all these surgeries, you know, they got so crazy.
0: So how does how does having an ostomy bag um, affect your running? Now I. W- uh, several episodes ago, I interviewed a friend, uh, Kristen, who is a tubie. So she um, does tube feedings because mm-hmm. basically her body just won't digest food. Um, yeah. And nutrition and what you take in, especially for these long runs is such a big part of training. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also so wonderful for people like Kristen and people like you to speak up and give hope to those who maybe are dealing with um, so many different digestive health problems and kind of providing that hope of like, you can figure out a way to make this happen for yourself if it's something that you want. So how do you make that happen for yourself?
1: So it was a lot of trial and error for me and um, it it was playing with a lot. Like um, I have an ostomy and I have half of my colon right so it's half my colon is in use so um yes staying hydrated is a big part i have to be a little extra careful but also like somebody with an ileostomy has no colon so they, like um then trying to get in um dehydrated is a huge deal for me it's it, it's not as crazy but yes staying hydrated um uh knowing for me it was really important like every time I did something new in a run so if the longer I ran if it was if it was a longer run if it was a faster run then I would I would poop like right at the end and uh and I would get really really tired like mm-hmm. I remember my first 5k I did it I just you know I didn't even train fully for this 5k and it was like unreal and I went in and I I remember like the first mile um I of course like you know, everybody who just started running went out too fast. And then it was the summer, it was like 90 degrees out. Oh, man. And I got an asthma attack because, you know, like I'm I'm not used to running this fast and this heat. And then a, a mile or two, I like start to poop and I'm like, oh my God. And then my body gets so tired from like, it, imagine like a normal person, I know, goes to the bathroom, you're, you know, on the toilet, you're like, it takes a lot of you. Imagine like, doing that while you're running so like my body got really fatigued and and then um and then I noticed that that started happening every time I took my body to a different level so like like I guess in my fastest run like a faster run it's like I upped my mileage I knew that I was gonna get fatigued and I was probably gonna go to the bathroom and you know like now I have to figure out like how much like should I bring a bag with me and change in the middle of my run or should I stop so it was like a lot of little trial and error and stuff like that, making sure that like I used to, I know this is not the best, but um, uh, uh, going out for a run fasted was, it, it's, it's ideal for me um, because then I, I don't have to worry about going to the bathroom during the run. run. I know it's not, it's not ideal for most people, but for me it is. And then I, I, I played around with like eating something little before the run and then see what happened. Um, then, you know, there is like, how much do I hydrate? Do You don't want to overdo it because then you're going to be looking for a bathroom to pee And um, Also, like, what kind of nutrition? Like when the marathon came, I was like, what kind of nutrition am I going to do? Like, I, I there's a, a, another girl that her name is Brianna. She's amazing. I have to hook you up with her. She is so good. She's a great runner. She loves long distances. She's a ma- mother of... Six, I believe, maybe even seven. Yeah. 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 And she's she gets up every morning at like four in the morning, goes, does all her running and takes comes home and takes care of her kids while her husband is in the service. It's like she's amazing. Wow. So I talked to her a little bit about it because she's done a marathon. It was her first one too. So we stayed like, you know, I had questions for her and like what do you do? So I played with it a little bit. Um my husband, who um he used to be an attorney, but now he is in the fitness industry. And he does a lot of nutrition for athletes. He um, told me about Morton gels. Okay. And um, I I was lucky enough that I know it upsets people's stomach. For me, it was good. It like sat in my stomach so well. I was so nervous, and I tried them, and I really they really helped. But um, I think I, I must have failed on something because I got some cramps during the end of the you know at the second half of the marathon. So. You know, like I said, trial and error. I got to learn for next time.
0: So um, you, so the Philadelphia Marathon that you just completed was your first marathon. That was my first uh, marathon. Yes. Okay, but y- you had an incredible time.
1: I know. You- I know. I'm, I'm very, very happy with my time, but I feel like I could have done a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, I share, elaborate, I tell tell us what your time was, what it felt like, um, what, I want to know everything, what your training looked like leading up to this Philadelphia Marathon that now, now that we've talked about um, your health history and your nutrition, I want to highlight your incredible accomplishments. Um, Thank you. You're welcome, because I am absolutely blown away. And if we were in person, I'd want to give you a hug because, <laughs> because I just, this is amazing. And I love talking to people like you who are just killing it out there, however, which way works for them. So tell us all about it.
1: Okay. So after I started running, I, uh, my husband, um, I said to him, well, I went out for, I started going for these runs during the, you know, I got a little bit, you know, faster. And I, I, I started with the Peloton app in my ear telling me what to do. And then I didn't have a watch or anything. I didn't. I didn't own anything. And then one day, I said to my husband, "Oh, I think I'm gonna go for for an hour run today." And then um, I came back, and he's like, "Wait, that like." He looked at my Peloton app, and it's like this is fast, and I'm like, oh, "I have no idea. Like, I just go out and run. I don't even pay attention." And then he had a Garmin, and he said, "Can you take my Garmin from your for your runs from now on?" And I'm like, "All right." So I started taking his Garmin, and kept like. Keeping track of my of my running, and he's like you've been running a month, and you're running like, you know, like seven forty five for it, it, it. so. And I, I at the time I had no idea what he meant by that. Like I, it was all numbers to me. I knew nothing about running. So then we asked a friend who um, a yogi friend who was a coach, a running coach, and he just like pointed me the right direction. He's like, I want you to do uh, a, a negative split run. A, you know a week and then do a a tempo run and a long run an hour and 30 minutes like those are like essential and then then he then I did that for like two weeks and he goes I want you to add mild repeats to that and then I was like all right and then um that's how I, I started like I just like blindly I just went in and I would tell you know would, my husband would come I would come home and he would look at my times and um so he's like I think you have some type of talent here because you just started so I was like okay let me you know it was it was helping me um get through the pandemic get through you know my life living in constant constant discomfort and it's actually really boosting for somebody to know that they're good at something that they enjoy so it was it, it felt good so i continued to i continued to train like that until um i had a friend on instagram um she said she's been we've been following each other for a little while and um she said you have to run you have to sign up for a marathon and I'm like oh no I'll think about it I'll plan and he goes no you ju- you don't plan mm. and you're uh you just you just sign up you don't plan her name is uh running loving yogi on Instagram and I was like what do you mean he goes yep just do it just do it and then every once in a while she'll like message me and it's like just do it and then my husband it's like Um, you have to do a marathon and I'm like no I'm so afraid of the marathon because it's I mean 26.2 miles it's a lot yeah and he's in not at the time there were no races you know we were still in the middle of quarantine and so um I decided that I wanted I'm 40 years old when I started running so I said to my husband all right if I'm gonna do this running thing I want to be safe I want to um be careful with my body because uh, coming from the yoga background, I'm really into form. Like, and I, I'm a firm believer that if you do, you could do anything with the correct form and you're not gonna hurt yourself. Okay. Um, so he'd come across um, this um, lady on Instagram. Her name is uh, Val, and uh, her, um, her thing is uh, called Runner X. And it's oh, yeah. all called post method running. And it really, you know, he sent me her video, and then I started looking for all, like, looking at all her stuff and learning from her. And it really resonated with me. And then after doing all her, like, all her free stuff on YouTube and stuff, I decided that I was going to join her. I joined her RunnerX program, and it's like um, twelve weeks. You, you know, they you check in, and she helps you with form, and it's a lot of drilling, a lot of work you got to put into it. So I, I joined her in. Um, you know, did a lot of drilling. And I said to her, I, I really want to uh, run a marathon. And um, she, she, it's amazing. It actually, I think it was meant to be because after starting to run a 40 years old, I was very afraid of um, doing too much and hurting myself. Mm-hmm. And her, her, um, her uh, um, plan was low volume. So it was like her longest run was two hours, you know, like that's it. It was a lot of interval work and a lot of tempo runs, but they weren't crazy long. You know, I was running maybe 45 miles a week. Maybe the most I did on peaks on peak week was probably in the peak weeks of maybe 53. And I know that's low for, for like a lot of um, plans. And I, you know, in the middle of the whole thing, I, 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 the, I think the first thing that came out was, uh, Atlantic City Marathon, half marathon, and then I, I was like, all right, let me sign up for this, I, I, I mean, I, I could do this, and, um, it fit perfectly in my marathon plan, because it was literally six weeks before that feeling marathon, and she's, my coach was like, Val is like, I don't like you running anything unless it's six weeks apart, so it, it was perfect, and, um, being this is like my my first like the little 5k that I did in the summer it was like a local 5k it wasn't crazy there was no expectations so I was really excited for the um AC because there was a lot of people there
0: it and was. I had
1: a lot of support I loved it it was so good
0: I'll tell you my husband ran it um in 2018 there was not as many people there in 2018 there was wow. a lot it was a nice crowd this year yeah and then we got the best weather. Oh my gosh! It was beautiful, nice and cool, crisp, yeah. sunny. Yeah. It was nice, yeah.
1: So getting back to the you know the program, I you know I I, I stuck with it was a lot. Of, it was a lot um interval work, a lot of interval work and and um, uh, track work, which I love. I love track. I, re- I you know I realized that it was like oh this is this is lots of fun running fast for short periods of time, yeah. and then, um, I I had to, I did have to tweak a couple things because. I wanted to. I I asked my coach, I said, I know your longest run is two hours, but can I please do one that's a little longer? Because I wanted to know what my ostomy did. Because remember, I told you every time I change something. So I was like, I I wanted to get at least to like 20 miles. Like, I wanted to do 20 miles before the marathon. And at two, and like in the pace that I wanted to run, I know that two hours isn't going to do that. So I know I had to do at least two hours and a half. Um, And I, um, I, I, you know, I got to, to the, I did that. And thankfully like, I feel like every time I go the extra mile, the extra hard, my body just gets used to it. So mm-hmm. I did that 21 mile and I ended up doing 21 miles and, and my, my ostomy felt so great. oh I, My body feels so great awesome. and I had no cramps or anything like that. So, uh, I, I, I felt, I felt really ready. And then, you know, comes the, the, uh, the half marathon. I like was like I said before. We had the best weather. It was amazing. It was so flat, and I felt like I did. It was so I did so well. So I ended up running that in like an hour twenty seven oh five, which I really surprised myself because I was I was it was faster than I thought I could. And you
0: placed. You placed for. I placed, yes, I placed second woman. Yeah, that's amazing so was, for your first half like, marathon.
1: For my first half marathon, it was unreal. Like I remember running it and and when I was like and towards the end somebody's like you're the second girl and I'm like I'm sure they're not talking to me I'm looking back and I'm like <laughs> and then another one's like yeah you're the second girl and I'm like all right should I get faster or Should I just like like keep it here
0: yeah yeah and I, I
1: didn't know what to do you know like this is all new to me so I like I had no idea so I just picked it up and I and you know I've done a time trials because my coach also she's very into time trials and she's a firm believer that like it's a you know like you do all these time trials to get you ready for for the race and she was so right she had me do so many time trials during this this um uh, uh I think it was 15 um training 15 week training um that like I, w- I felt really ready for race day and I've done a time trial for a half marathon and um, it was at a uh, one twenty nine, I believe. I did it in one twenty nine fifty something like that. And so I was like, I know I have, I, I know I could do a sub, but I thought I was gonna do one twenty nine. Like yeah. on um on the and uh, the, and then I ended up placing and that was amazing. I was like floating on air the whole
0: time after that. How do you go into something so new and then and place? What what was your husband's response to that? What People just must have been absolutely floored, or were they not surprised?
1: Um, my, my husband, actually, he is so funny. He, he, he believes in me way more than I believe in myself. Yeah. So he's like, I knew you were going to do these uh, AC, and I knew you were going like, to, he, he is so encouraging. It's almost like he's not surprised. He's like, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised. Like, like you, you did just as I expected. And he'll break it down in numbers for me. He's like, this is why I believe you do this. So, yes, I, I, I think I was more surprised than he was. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, uh, friends around me are like, what is going on with you? And I'm like, I, would, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where this is coming from. I honestly, I show up, I do my work. That's what I believe it's it's important in running and in life, whatever, you know, like I show up and do my work and I work hard. Like that's I because I want to, because I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um uh there is some God given talent there for sure. I think I, you know, I definitely have something different than some people, you know. I'm a little faster and I could through like the training that I'm doing, I could access that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that you've developed a mental fitness to yes. push through the pain and know that it, the, that pain is temporary. I yes, think that's exactly my mantra. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the things that I, um, cause I just ran my first marathon, uh, in November. You did too? Awesome. Yeah. And that was something that I had to overcome because I don't live with discomfort. I, I don't, you know, um, mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm un poco pendeja uh, for like for for that kind of thing but um but yeah I reminded myself my IT band kind of went out at mile four and I just kept yeah I just kept reminding myself that this is it if if your legs don't work tomorrow that's fine just you gotta finish this one well I
1: think you are you have a different type of strength that i have um because you have um you you are the mother of a sick child and that gives you super strength um i mean uh all through my life i am constantly thanking god thank you god for everything you've given me and um you know, even in like, and thank you God, like for allowing me to be the sick one and not my children, because I don't have that strength in me. I don't know what I would do if I was put in your shoes, because that to me, it's just like, you are a saint. And like I said, you have a different strength than I do. It's, it's, it's also super strength. And, and it comes from that, you know, I, I honestly believe that. I,
0: really appreciate that. And I actually can't even count the number of times that I've asked to take it, to have it taken from her and given to me. Um, But we're all, it's, we have things that are presented to us and those are, that's what we gotta, not the what ifs, not not any, what we have is what we've gotta deal with, what's in front of us
1: that's exactly when you start with the what ifs when you start why me that's when the uh, depression sets in which has happened to me before you know because you start to feel sorry for yourself and then you could go really dark there and um you know and this is why I one of the reasons that I I signed up for you know after you know being peer pressured by my friends (laughs) my friend and my husband um uh, I signed up for the Philly Marathon because I was like, I'm strong enough, you know, I, and I'm not going to feel sorry for myself, like, oh, I'm worrying about what is my dad going to do, what if I have to change or what, so what, you know, like, that's the day, that's exactly what I did, I, I got, you know, I got ready for it, we have a friend that lives in Philly, so she, she hosted us, actually, the, the friend, the same friend that hosted us for the AC Marathon, um also has a house in philly so like she hosted for both of us and she's a marathon runner so she like guided me through everything and she was really helpful. so you know i got ready at her house and i'm just remember thinking like this is you know this is it like don't 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 go with the what ifs you've trained you know like isn't it so hard like to like another thing that i had i got really hard time on believing in myself like i said i said before like my husband believes in me way before i believe in myself and then all these things start to creep up in life not just in running it happens to me in all aspects of my life like am i doing the right thing as a mother am i doing oh you know yeah. questioning everything that i do he like he like goals also in my running and uh, I had to deal with that a lot during this training cycle and you know you know the, the bad runs you have and you're like you know you're training in the summer and it's 95 degrees and mm-hmm. you can't keep up the paces and you're like oh I suck I'm never gonna do this I'm never gonna do that so that a lot of that I had a lot of that
0: yeah and did you go through um the taper crazies um I had a lot of weird pains
1: like they wake up my papers, like like my ankle hurt, my and it wasn't like I'm good. I'm not no running, like I'm good. It's just I have weird feelings in my body. And then my brain went to like, oh, I'm hurt. Now I can't run
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Somebody told me about phantom injuries. So basically it's you freaking out that it's all of this was for nothing. And so your body's starting to kind of just come up with random injuries that don't actually exist yes,
1: yes. That happened to me. That happened to
0: me 100%. That's so funny. I'm glad to know that it wasn't just me because my husband also believes in me hundred percent. He, he ran it with me. He's, um, he's on four marathons. He did the Atlantic city full. And then a few weeks later, he did New York with me. Um, and, uh, he's said, I'm going to make sure you finish that race. Even if I have to carry you,
1: you are. Oh, he's, he sounds
0: awesome. Oh, he's amazing. <laughs> he's awesome. And actually he was going for a BQ um in, in AC and he missed it by a minute 53. Oh no, gosh. He didn't feel bad though, because what he accomplished was amazing like absolutely amazing. We were originally supposed to do the, uh, the New York city. um, I'm sorry, the, uh, the New Jersey marathon
1: and that got
0: canceled. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that course is a little flatter. He had done AC in 2018 and, um, and it's very windy was what he on that day was very, very windy. So he was a little concerned about that. And he's like, well, what, what am I going to not, what am I going to do? But he was like, you know what? I can't expect to perform the same as I was trying to perform in new jersey but um Mm -hmm. but he um he's awesome he's actually training now for the virginia beach um marathon that's on st patrick's Day, like march 20th and he's hoping that'll that'll be his bq for 2023
1: i'll be there i'll be at 2023 so hopefully we could get to high out
0: yeah like spoiler alert, <laughs> spoiler alert yes
1: uh, so you know for them for for um the field uh, marathon so i you know i i get there i'm ready i trained i'm all good my bag i, I have like i have so i have like a, a my family they're great and i can tell you this woman um, her name is robin she is amazing she knew the route and she placed everybody so i always had somebody new to see, so I I give everybody a class in me. bag. I was like, just in case, if I come for you, that means I needed to change. Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't carry one with me, but I saw pretty much somebody in like every every five miles. So, um, I have I can't prepare for that. And um, I started and it felt so good. Obviously, my first mile was my fastest because I it, it's so exciting. Like, how can you not? Yeah. Like, I have to. And I looked at my time. I was like, pace yourself, like, Pace yourself. So I slow down, and. I, you know I plan to run a sub three marathon and you know by sub three I'm talking about like 259 yeah. like I don't care 59 that I think that I had that in me um and I started good and I've I heard somewhere that like the first 10 miles should feel easy like if uh-huh. you should feel good and then like because if they're not then you went out too fast and you just you know you ruined yourself so I was like all right so I pace myself and I feel so good um uh everybody kept telling me philly was flat and like i gotta tell you i was not prepared for the little hills that they were there even though i do i don't live in like super flat and i did train in some hills like i was not very and then they actually changed the course this year too so it was like even more hilly um that's what i that's what i read on reddit because a, a bridge was closed so they took us to a different place um and then I think when I was going up a hill, um, I think it was a mile 10, I, I, I want to say. Um, I felt a little weird, like my calf, which actually I had left, I felt my left calf um, during my last week of training. Like mm-hmm. it was something, and my husband does body work, so he'd worked on it. And, um, but it, it felt a little weird. And then going up this hill, I, I started to feel like, what I thought it was cramps, I think, you know, like they just both legs, just, I felt like clicking all my calves and then my right one got better, but my left one didn't. And every time that I would, I'm a, I am a forefoot striker. Like I run on my forefoot. So it's a lot of calf. Yeah. And that's, and, and when I, every time I would, I would, I would place my foot and I would feel it. And I, I kept trying to keep my pace and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was like, all right, that's when it kicked in. I was like, okay, I'm going to finish this. I no matter what if I have to crawl Mm -hmm. out of this race I will finish this I don't care if I have to walk so what do I do so then I like I think I like I try to keep up one more mile and I I I just knew I couldn't so I was like I'm gonna slow down and I slowed down from like 650 which was my pace that I wanted to keep Uh, I went to like seven thank you I went to like 7.15 and then like, I just like, even if I could stay here, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. And then what I believe happened is I had to change my gait, you know, like the way that I was uh, like, I I like my, I I feel like I was landing on my foot a lot more. My hip was out when I finished. I was, my hip was um, in pain for a few days afterwards. Um, um, I tried to change my gait and I, you know, I, I just felt tired towards the end. You know, I think, you know, I guess we all we all feel tired. Like I felt like it wasn't a fuel thing. My fuel was perfect. Like I, I felt like I had, it was just like my legs were so tired because I had to change my gait because of my injury. Um, but um, I, I finished, uh, um, I, I feel like I finished the strongest I could have finished. I finished at uh, uh, three hours, 12 minutes and I think 31 seconds. And that qualified me for Boston still, really? so I was very, ha- I was still very happy with it. And don't I don't want to be ungrateful to my body that has given me so much. Um, I just, you know, you have to adapt, like in life. In yeah. the marathon, you have to adapt. Whatever happens, you know. Sometimes you have, um, you you know you have the perfect run, the perfect day. I have we had the perfect weather? I feel like, um, but like. Um, my favorite coach from Peloton, which is Bex Gentry, she says, you know, the marathon is like a life, you know, it's like a box of chocolates. Like that day, you just don't know where you're going to get. And I get it.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And there's just so many, like, I'm listening to your story and I have like a thousand questions and a thousand comments in, in my mind. One is so for, for a lot of runners, especially those who have been running for a long time, Boston is kind of like that Holy grail of running, um, How does it, like, did you go into Philly wanting a BQ or was it just about that race right then and there?
1: It was, um, when I first signed up for Philly, it was just to do a marathon. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, I'm new to running. Mm -hmm. So I knew nothing about running. I knew nothing about how big of a deal Boston was. Um, I, you know, I never had any interest in any marathons or anything. So I didn't know what a big deal was. And then as I got closer to marathon day, and as I learned more about uh, running and listening to podcasts and listening to like favorite runners talk about it and people talk about it, then I figure out such a big deal it was. So then it became like, oh yeah, I have to qualify for Boston, not only because it's such a big deal, but also because my husband is from Boston. So we have a lot of family there. So it's going to be a fun time when, you know, when we get. To, when I get to run there, um, on Pinterest day. So yes, that was at first it didn't start like that, but then it quickly turned to like, I have to do it because it's such a big deal.
0: Yeah. I'm totally fangirling over here because you're, you're amazing. And you're so, you're so humble. And I love how, how natural this journey is for you, despite it being so new. Um, I speak to a lot of runners who've been doing it for a long time and for you, it's just really, really cool to see someone with with the natural talent and the mental fortitude to accomplish what you've been able to accomplish.
1: I thank you. I feel really lucky. I really do. I really do it every day. I feel more lucky and I feel like I have to give back to the universe or God or whoever you believe to um, because like I was given this like I want to give it my best.
0: Yeah, and so how do you feel you know one conversation that comes up a lot in the running community is this the sense of belonging um, and being more inclusive to more groups of people, um, and especially those with with disabilities or or health issues. How do you feel in the running community?
1: I feel I feel very welcome, actually. Um, Colin Jarvis. I don't know if you know him. He is a pretty fast marathoner in um, he is an astomate also. Um, so I feel like very represented by him. And I feel, I, although I don't, I haven't yet, like um, my friend Brianna that I, I met her through, through, through a group on Instagram, um, on Facebook. Um, she also has an, astime, has an um she has an ileostomy. Um So like there are a few people I feel represented by them um, there's not many of us. Like I tried Googling who is like the fastest woman to run a marathon with an ostomy to see if like, maybe I could DM her and be like, hey, can yeah. we run together? Um, uh, but like, there's not like very many. Um, as, a, as, a, um, a, as a brown person, I love to see more brown people, you know, like, it, like if it, even if it's Latinos or even if it's African-Americans or I would love to see more of that um, in, the, in, the, in running um, because I, I feel like it's such a great sport and like this unifies, you know?
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're searching for the fastest woman marathoner with an ostomy. Um, and does it ever strike you that someday some little girl or little boy is going to be Googling the same thing and it might be you? <laughs>
1: that's oh my god I welcome that and I I wow that's that's wow I never thought of that yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I'm blushing over here but, and I'm tearing I, I up
0: because it's I so exciting
1: I, can, I, I hope that I could be the inspiration for that little girl who's got a you know an asthma for life and um she wants to pick up running and she comes across my Instagram and be like oh I can do it too look she can do it you know
0: yeah because so I feel I, like and and not having any personal experience with it. I feel like there's so many barriers that someone might feel. One is, um, feeling a little self-conscious about the bag, right? Uh, two is again, the, the whole nutrition and have, do you battle with any of that? Or were you just like, you know what? I love this. I'm, I'm going.
1: Well, I do. I have, I have, um, so when I run at home in my, tre- on my treadmill, I run in really little shorts. that so go below my bag and a sports bra and it feels so good but I am so self-conscious to do that at a marathon and I even said to my husband like I feel like the back like the, the shorts that go over my astomy were a little too tight and like that causes tightness in other places in my body because like my belly was so tight and I have adhesions so I like I was like taking an inventory of that just recently and I'm like can I bring myself to not be self-conscious and then like wear low cut shorts and maybe a sports bra to my next marathon so where it's like more free and like it's, it's easier on my ostomy and stuff I don't know like we'll see but I'm not there yet like I li- I recently started going out in public with my ostomy during the summer by the pool like this was this happened last year last snow as uh, I think June we went down to Florida and I was like I'm going to go out with my bike. I mean, with my, um, not my bike, my astomy and just, you know, let it, you know, and, you know, it was, it was a step because I've had it for many years. You know, I've had an since my twenties, since my 24, and then I I didn't have it for a little bit and then back to it. So it took me a really long time. So yes, very self-conscious about it. Um, uh, but I think I'm going to take it one step at a time and see what happens.
0: Yeah. And I appreciate you being so candid with me and just being so open and sharing about it. Um, again, because I do think that you are absolutely inspiring. And who knows who's going to listen to this or see your story down the road and um, feel like they can accomplish, even if it's not just running, even if it's whatever challenge life throws their way. Um, sometimes you need to see people um, overcoming obstacles.
1: Yes, it's, 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 it's I've, I've been inspired by others. And I'm, I, I, I love to inspire, you know, the, the future people that, uh, kids or, you know, women or men that are, you know, coming into the sport and have an ostomy or, you know, getting um, diagnosed with uh, something that is going to give you an ostomy for the rest of your life, or even if it's temporary, is devastating. I don't care who you are to hear that you're going to have to poop in a bag. It's just like, what? You know, first of all, poop is such a, nobody wants to talk about poop. We all do it. We all have to, but nobody wants to talk about it. So when it becomes something like this, when it's a part of your life and, you know, you have to, it's life-changing, it's very devastating. Some people get depressed and have to come to terms with it. And... You know, like maybe somebody that would hear this that never, that has an me never thought about running. Now, maybe they could hear, yeah, you could go out, run with your astomy. There's many of us to do it. And I, like I said, I I was inspired by others like Colin Jarvis and my friend Brianna um, and many more that, you know, they're out there.
0: Yeah. I do feel though that in the running community, poop is less taboo than in most other communities yeah. because <laughs> we all have our stories. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. I know. It happens because, you know, when you're running and like that constant, you know, up and down and um, it it makes things move. So, yeah, poop is not it's not such taboo in the running community. That's for sure.
0: No. And we actually um, because my daughter from chemo, she had GI issues for a while. And um, so I don't you know, the song by R.E.M. Everybody Hurts. I would sing to her, Everybody Poops. (laughs)
1: yeah yes 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 my husband my husband used to tell me about a book he used to hear because everyone poops like that's that was the name of the book and I never I should have bought it I never got it but yeah everyone
0: your perspective is the kind of optimism that I just I love sharing so
1: when I feel I feel like um somebody like you too like our optimism comes because we have suffered you know Again, different suffering for me than different suffering for you. Um, You've suffered um, through the eyes of your daughter and you have to, you know, your daughter, see her her go through cancer and live with this tumor and this pain for the rest of your life. So we have been so low in our lives that we have nothing but to like look up and be optimistic because we have been low and it doesn't feel good to be down there, you know? I, I'm going to lease up and go for that run and be optimistic because he feels so much better than yeah. being down there.
0: And it definitely is a, a choice for me. It's a choice I make every day. I open my eyes and am I going to be sad today? And some days it, it some days I can't help it and I am sad, but most days I I'd rather try my very, very hardest to just appreciate everything every everything.
1: Yes. You are so right about that. So I used to, not with this asthmia, but when I first asthmia, me, I used to get really depressed. I was 24 when I first got it. And um, my husband used to tell me, um, okay, once in a while, he'll be like, okay, today you're allowed to have a colostomy pity party. And they like, we'll go shopping. or you could just stay laid there and be sad. And uh, tomorrow you're not allowed to do it. Like So he like, helped me come up with what I deal with right now. I wake up it's a choice. Am I going to be happy or am I going to be sad? Like I said, most of the time I'm happy, but there are those days that you have to be sad. You have Mm -hmm. to cry. You have to feel those emotions. And I do, I allow myself to feel them, but then the next day I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pick myself up, take a shower, go for a run. And then, yeah, it's a choice. I, for, for me, it's a choice like that too. I really resonate with what you just said.
0: Yeah. And I tell, I tell is my daughter, all the time too, is, is you've got to feel those feelings to know that they will pass. Because then you can, almost like muscle memory, your, your brain's muscle memory, then you can remember the next time you feel this shitty, sorry, um, oh, that-, that, that, okay, you feel really terrible now and you're really sad now, but just remember the last time you felt this way, you made it through and you had so many more better days. I remind myself of that, that yes. almost, almost like in running, this pain is temporary. temporary. This yes. hurting that I'm feeling now, it, it's temporary. I will make it pass.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In life, like in running, is my mantra. This is temporary. This is temporary. Everything is temporary. I mean, I spent a lot of times in hospitals with a lot of pain with doctors trying to figure out what was wrong with me, days and days of pain. Um, and that's what kept me going. This is temporary. This is temper. That's like uh, my, that was my mantra. I, one of my mantras that I use too, when I run is this is easy. This is easy. No matter how hard I'm doing, no matter how fast paced, no matter how big a hill I'm going up, this is easy. This is easy. And I like, I just fool myself into thinking it's easy. <laughs>
0: that, that works. There's, um, there's a runner who actually, when he's in pain, he smiles because then it sends, the signal to your brain now that the, almost like that that this is easy we're okay yeah
1: can I tell you something I have figured out that I do too smile when I'm in pain and I have proof of it because all of the pictures from both the have marathon and the marathon I'm smiling throughout the every single picture that I got I'm smiling I'm not talking about one to every single one of them. And I'm like, I didn't even know that I smiled so much, but I, I caught myself doing mile repeats towards the end of my, of my marathon training. The whole time I was doing mile repeats, I was smiling. And I'm thinking it's just my natural state. When I go to, when I'm in pain, I go to smile when I'm running. That's so weird. It's, it's just, it's just what comes natural to me.
0: It's a wonderful thing. And this mindfulness that you have, because um, it's almost meditative, right? Do you Did you kind of gain that perspective through yoga too? Well, I don't, like when I first started running, I'm a
1: meditator. Yes. uh, But like the, in yoga was a moving meditation. Mm -hmm. And when I started to run, I didn't look at it into meditation at all. I used to run with uh, the Peloton app, like somebody tell me what to do. And then I used to run with music when I wasn't. And then one day, my husband said you know you have to go out and run without music and then at the same time my coach talked about running with music and she's like I'd rather you not you know if you have to you have to but like so then I went out for my run and then that's when I discovered it was a, it was like a, a 10 mile run and I discovered the meditation part of running um and I have never run with music ever again. That's it. Like I'm done. I just, I, and I, and I talked, I talked about this in my post on Instagram about the, the marathon. I wish I could break it down mile by mile while like what I was feeling. I know some marathoners do that. Like the pros, like this was what I was feeling in this mile. This was what, And I love reading about it, but I'm like, I don't remember because I'm so present like I'm there, I'm, I, I am suffering or enjoying or whatever I'm going through, I'm feeling it fully. And I, I don't remember, I don't remember. It's like, that's the meditation part of the running. And I, I discovered it
0: only when I stopped listening to music. That's so interesting. And I don't know, cause I can kind of for, so my, my marathon took five and a half hours. So I was out there for a while. Um, yes. You're so strong.
1: I don't know how I could do that. You are stronger
0: than me. <laughs> yeah, five and, well, you know, my husband says the same thing. He's like, I can run fast, but r- being, moving for that long is a whole different kind of race. Um, That's a whole different animal. Yes, yeah. yes. And you should be proud of that. Oh man, I, there was, there was humble bragging on my part for like two weeks. I think I'm finally <laughs> done. <laughs> good, good. So, um, so, I can remember the race. I can remember the people. I can remember the pain at mile four, but as a whole, I don't remember. Like I don't understand how I was moving for five and a half hours. Like it just went.
1: Yeah. And you're like, how does my body do that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I I I I really thought that I was going to be a one and done marathoner. Um, But I also left that marathon knowing that I have so much more to give. Yes.
1: Yes. And I think that's what keeps us coming back because like I said to my husband, if I run the sub three marathon on my first marathon, I'm retiring. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because then you try to do even better than that. I know. I don't know. I can do better than that. So I guess that's what keeps us coming back because, you know, like, it's very rarely that your run goes, I guess 100% the way you expected and planned for And then, you know, like you said, you know, you have more than that. You know, you have better than that. And, you know, and that's why we're going back.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And again, again, I feel like that too is a choice. You can either wallow in, well, I did it and it kind of sucked. So I'm all done. Or you can be like, you know what? I did it. It kind of sucked. But there's so much for me to learn from this so that I can do it better next time
1: exactly i feel like each each run it's like a learning experience what can you do better and then also going on it next time that you know what it might not be perfect and you might not even be upr you, you might you know might be faster you might not because it like in life it's gonna you know the marathon you have to have respect for it it's gonna throw you curves like in life you know like a sick kid pooping in a bag 27 surgeries breast cancer you know like it's gonna throw it at you like I feel like the marathon it's like a little like um part of like what life is yeah <laughs> what goes on in those 26.2 miles like it's like like really what life is like it's, you can't ex- you don't know what to expect
0: 100 percent. the marathon those 26.2 miles are a metaphor for life yes
1: exactly
0: you are, like that's
1: that's it and then be ready. Like, yeah, we train every day. We train every day. We look up with good people. We do, you know, what our part, <laughs> just like we get up and, you know, do for the marathon, we, we do all those running and all the speed work and all that stuff. We train, but we just don't know.
0: Absolutely. So what did it feel like? Did you, so did you know how fast you were going? You must have, right. When you were doing, I I, yes, I
1: was, I, I was, I knew I was going fast. Um, but then I started keeping track. After, um, I think mile 20, because I was like, you know what, right now, I was like trying to figure out from, from mile 13 up to mile 15, I was trying to figure out what can I keep, what's, what's the space, what's the space. And then I was like, you know what, okay, I, I kept look. I would look at my watch and I was like, I, you know, right now, it's not even, don't worry, it's about finishing. It's not about beating, you know, ha, you know, a sub three or even a three. It's just like, just make it to the end. And I did. I I shifted everything to just make it through. So when I actually crossed the line at 3:12, I was very surprised because I thought I was going to be a lot, uh, you know, a lot, a lot slower than that. So I still surprised myself because I was, I I felt like it slowed down a lot, but I guess I didn't, you know.
0: What What is BQ? Because you're 40. What is What is the qualifying time for a female? Three hours and 40 minutes. Wait, three forty?
1: Yeah. Yeah. For 40, for 40, for 40 years old, I believe it's, it's that is the qualifying time.
0: Oh my God. So you, you killed it. I'm very
1: happy with my time and, and like, I, 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 am very grateful. And I like, I knew, I knew when I was finishing that I had to qualify for Boston. But like I said, I, I like you and like, you know, like I knew I had a little bit better. Like I knew yeah. I had a little bit more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what, what's next? have you signed up for any
1: so, races? I actually have not signed up for any races. Um, when I was in the middle of marathon uh, training, my, um, my coach friend that, you know, he, he guided me to do some runs. He had pointed me out to this, um, she, he told me about this lady, a local lady who, um, that's a lot, uh, she does a lot of track in like local five Ks. She's a, a coach, she's fast herself. And she does like a women's group in their masters, so like 30 plus. And um, she had, she, she told me to reach out to her. So, and right before I started marathon training, I'd reach out to her. I was like, John told me to reach out to you. And I didn't know she was like a fast, like lady. I just knew she was a local women coach from, I live in Howell. She lives in, I think, Point Pleasant. And um, so I reached out to her and then she's like, okay, she was I do, doing a competition in um, uh, track competition. She's like, well, we'll, you know, we'll touch base. And then we became friends on Facebook. And, um, I kept posting my, my time trial times on Facebook. Like I had to do a 5k, 10k, uh, eight miles. And then when I did my half marathon time trial, she reached out to me and she said, and she said, um, Um, would you like to join our team Um, it's a it's women and um, and we come we compete in like USA track and field masters and I would like to see if you could compete with us in March so I was like yeah okay because I love track work I love uh, you know fast stuff I don't know what I have in me because I never really been coached coached like you know I had my online coach for my marathon but like nobody's ever taught me like how to run an 800, how to run a 200, like, I don't know, if but, you know, my husband says that I'm going to, uh, you know, because of the endurance, he says that I'll be better, I'll be, I'll be better, at like the two mile, you know, the 3,000, so, um, so this week, actually, because I was, you know, I'm nursing my, my cat back to, um, and uh, back to, from this injury, so I'm going to wait, and, you know, and start working with her, and then, in March go do the USA track and field masters and I think I'm going to sign up for the 3000. and okay. but you know that might change after I start training. I think I'm probably still training next week if I'm if I feel okay.
0: That's amazing. But like, did you did you ever dream that this would come from watching little Frank run around the neighborhood?
1: <laughs> no, that's so I, my son my son joined um, cross-country train and Frank, who his name is actually Ian, um, <laughs> It was in the team and I got to know him. So actually I came, I, I came across him while running one day and I stopped and I said, you know, I just want you to know that you inspired me to run. And he was so taken aback and his mom then like drove around the neighborhood and find me. He's like, You just made my son stay. Speak for Tom. I'm like, I really mean it. He inspired me to get out here and run. Um, there's also um another another runner that this guy that runs, I've been living in this house for like six years. And this guy runs up and down, like he's the most the prettiest, i mean, the, the most beautiful runner ever. And he's also part of my inspiration, but like I never thought that this is just a little story before I, I never thought that I would ever run like him he is the most beautiful stride and he runs so fast by my house I mean and he's been doing it for years yeah since I lived here and then one day I was out for a run and I saw him and I caught up to him and we became friends his name is Jack and um and um I like we we ran a couple times together and he's like a fast runner he's a phenomenal runner so like I told him too I'm like you've been inspiring me for like five years. I see you all the time. I watch you and and like, here I am running with you. So I like, no, when I was watching, uh, you know, little Ian run around my neighborhood and, you know, Jack run so fast by my house. I never thought this would be me <laughs> two years later, you know?
0: That's so incredibly exciting. I'm telling you, you're going to be the one that that little girl Googles or little boy later in life. I'm telling you. Oh my God.
1: That's, uh, I hope, I hope to inspire many. I like, that's, you know, like I've been inspired so many times and I hope to inspire many that like, you know, like you can do it. Like nothing can stop you. Just, just do it. Just go for it. Yes. Yes. It's there. Um, it, yeah. There's fear. And then there's things like I deal with that are like not believing in myself enough. But you know what? We get through those. We get through those. Right now I'm struggling with the cold because I get sinus infections from running in the cold yeah so i was struggling with that but i'm sure i'll find an answer to that right there's an answer to everything so i'm sure like i can i'm sure we'll
0: figure it out well you seem to figure it all out and like oh thank and you li- you li- you're so great at listening to your body so and knowing that this too shall pass and that's that's half the battle right there thank- so thank you so much for chatting you're
1: welcome thank you so much for having me this was actually my um i always say no to podcasts because Um, I feel like uh, I'm very self-conscious, but I feel like I love running so much. It comes so natural to me. So thank you for inviting me to my first um, running podcast. And I had a great time. Me too. Me too.
0: I really do just love sharing these stories with you. And is an absolute inspiration. As always, I would love your feedback. Please leave your comments in the comment section, of course on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or email me at runningonoptimism at gmail.com. Until next time.